0: Cast. Today on Missing the Point, we're breaking down the 2021 NFL draft. We'll give our reactions to what many people viewed as one of the most exciting first rounds in recent memory, and we'll also talk about the most surprising picks and recap the draft of the Bears, Cowboys, and Patriots. Plus, I think Bobby has an announcement to make. Hmm. This is Missing the Point, episode 57. But it's all relative.
1: Welcome to Missing the Point. My name's Joe Malkin. I'm joined by the entire crew tonight of Mike Marcangelo, our EP Craig D'Alessandro, D.K. Sizzle out there in California, Mr. B. Sean Buchanan, and the real B.K. Bob Kelly. We have an NFL draft to recap tonight, uh, a week after we previewed the NFL draft. and told you how everything was going to go boys we were pretty close with what we were throwing out last week and looking back at our interview with anthony trish of pro football focus he was pretty spot on where the patriots were going to go in the first round he didn't get the the corner in the late rounds uh, coming here but we thought he would but guys as the six of us are fans of three different teams we're going to take a look at the entire draft we're going to go through the top 10 we're going to look at the Patriots draft, the Cowboys draft, and the Bears draft. There's no game involved, but we're going to look at everything and see see who's going to win it after 17 games, I guess, this season. So, guys, welcome in, and I am going to start uh, with Bob Kelly because while we had the NFL draft over the weekend, which started Thursday night, There was a total of 259 draft picks, but we do have another draft pick that went unnamed that Bobby is going to give us now.
2: So I just, you know, I teased this on the last live show We're we're officially past the point of, you know, we can feel comfortable telling everyone. So there is another member of the Missing the Point crew being delivered in about nine months. I don't know if it's a boy or girl yet. Katie's expecting, she's having a baby, excited about it. Let's go! Awesome, we, got, we, we got a seventh member now, guys.
0: Awesome! Um, I, didn't, it's
2: I didn't sign off
3: on your offspring immediately joining the podcast. How about they have Joe's some? Right here. How about they have some? Just hold on. How about they have some fucking auditions? You know? We make sure that they're good at.
0: Enough. <laughs> I mean, my well, kid worked. hops on here and just starts going. You for guys, what it's worth, absents. Bobby, like we're really excited. It's amazing, but uh,
3: we've known about it for a long time. This but, is but, really but, but, where but, are we faking it? Like but, excitement but, but
0: but rent is due, so make sure they pay up. So- <laughs> Uh, Odds odds and odds
1: in Vegas are that naming the baby Rayshon is plus 100. (laughs) Uh, So it is.
2: It's up there. One, one last funny story about this. So my dad texted me to everyone out there knows I'm a Cowboys fan. So he texted me. We talking about like, I'm, I think I'm going to be a good dad. You should be a good blah, blah, blah. And start talking about if he's going to be a Cowboys fan. I'm like, no, dad, I said I was going to be a good dad. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm exactly. not going to put him through that suffering that you did to me.
1: Bobby, you know, you can always come back to the dark side. I just want you to know that we would accept you with open arms because yeah, we're Susan, bad you would I fit in. Can't, yeah, I we're bad yeah, right. again. Yeah, we're, time, time. You know, we're, 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 we're bad again. I can't you know? at this point. Yeah. So let's let's take a look at the at the NFL draft, at least at the top 10, which is really what we previewed and see and see where we are. We do have a late round pick that, that Rayshon and I kind of called one that I enjoyed and I'm glad that the Pittsburgh Steelers went with, but... Guys, did this draft go as planned, quote unquote? I think it lived up to the hype. Yeah. I, I think it. Dev- this was one of the most, and, and I know that a, a lot of people will say that, you know, it's just a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of baloney. You never know how it's going to turn out. It, it, the NFL did an incredible job marketing this. They did an incredible job pushing this out, and it was exciting from the first, from, even having Trevor Lawrence picked first was exciting.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I couldn't live without all the video packages, but... I we talked about it last week that San Francisco controlled the uh, the draft and man did they I mean that their pick shifted everything I mean it literally sent the entire rest of, of the first round and I'm convinced now more than ever that those NFL insiders that we heard that were saying that the 49ers were going to take Mac Jones that was Belichick it had to have been he was never a top three quarterback ever. And all we kept hearing was, "Yeah, Mac Jones, they, they like him, they really like him, yeah, he's, he'll fit their system." And then all of a sudden, he just drops to 15. So, I think I think Trey Lance is a hell of a pick, though. That is a hell of a pick for the 49ers.
2: What I loved, so what I loved about the 49ers is Shanahan actually came out and said they were blowing smoke up everyone's ass. That was, he literally came out and said that about like all that Mac Jones stuff. That was us just like. Putting feelers out there, see what people were saying back. They had known for the past week and a half, apparently, that Trey Lance was the guy. Yep. And it was just him and the owner, Shanahan and the owner that knew that they were picking him. So I don't think that was a good pick though. I don't I don't I, I like Lance, pick. man. Yeah, I. He's, he's, Why do
3: they hate Jimmy Garoppolo so much?
1: I, so like, we'll I get. Just... Well, we'll get there. Let's get down to that pick first, and I guess that was kind of the first surprise, and that's the first question we have on here. So let's go through it because there were ten total quarterbacks taken in the draft. There was five in the first round, one in the second. Uh, And we're going to get to that second round quarterback pick because that's an interesting one as well. But let's talk about those first three. So Trevor Lawrence, unsurprisingly, goes to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson, unsurprisingly, goes to the New York Jets. And then that number three pick, which, you know, Mike, as you mentioned, Mac Jones, it was thrown around that he could be taken by San Francisco. And instead, they went with North Dakota State quarterback. Trey Lance did the San Francisco 49ers. So I want to speak to the Jimmy Garoppolo part, but let's talk about why that was a good or bad pick for the 49ers? I just don't think it
3: was. I just, like, I think it's just, I I think the second best quarterback, I'm obviously a little biased at this point, but I think the second best quarterback in the draft was Justin Fields. And I think to let him drop, I think it's going to prove, I mean, I can't prove that right now, but I think it's going to prove to be a bad choice for them in the future. I think... I, like, yeah, like you said, Mike he's it screwed up everybody. it screwed up the draft in a good way then because then like kind of every somehow everybody had a good draft. Like it's, it seemed like everybody kind of got what they wanted or needed to me, except for the 49ers. Like what's so wrong with Jimmy G like, I I understand the injury stuff, but he did bring him to a Super Bowl two years ago and now you're keeping him, but you're going to stash this kid. So like, what, like, what is their, what does the San Francisco 49ers like quarterback position look like going into next season?
1: So this is where I'm going to sound like a mix between me and Bobby about Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think it was just that is that Kyle Shanahan looks at the body of work That Jimmy Garoppolo has given him and it's been you know it was that 19 games in the Super Bowl season and then it was what six last year and because he went down the week after they beat the Patriots and in his first year there I think he only played four so I mean see Dave I'm kind of with you like they well obviously because I was the one that wanted Jimmy G back in New England which pretty much died when they took Trey Lance but I, I think it's just that. And, and Kyle Shanahan just doesn't seem so high on him. But I think right now, what it is now is that Trey Lance is kind of seen as a project. Although I, I hate to throw this out there. I don't think he's as much of a project as Justin Fields. I think you're absolutely right that Justin Fields is like the second or third best quarterback in terms of pure athletic talent. But in terms of Trey Lance, he's so good.
3: As a, as a pick, when this when the 49ers made it, it I, I don't think that I think that Trey Lance is a better quarterback. Probably will be a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky, but it felt like a Mitch Trubisky type draft. Yeah. Cause it was like, well, cause there was all that weird stuff about Mitch where it was like, well, he kind of only played one full season we haven't seen him like play against like a lot of elite competition. And those exact same criticisms can be leveled at Trey Lance. I feel like they it's were like, yeah. And it's just like, well, it, you're kind of taking a gamble. And then Shanahan's doing this thing now where he's like, all right, I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. It clearly, right. Like, cause you know, Jimmy G is not going to do it for me. He doesn't think, okay, cool. But like, is he gonna? He's gonna start him. He's gonna start him week one, right? He's gonna start trailing. You don't think so?
0: I I think they took Trey uh, to make sure that. Well, Jimmy's only played more than seven games once in his in his entire career, right? Well,
1: you can't use New England as a sample, though, Mike.
0: Okay, only played seven games once in in, in his entire career in San Francisco as a starter. Yeah, sure. That's a pretty
3: damning stat.
0: It's bad. It's 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 bad. But like on the off chance that it, it he has a good year, then you have one year to develop Trey Lance, just like Kansas City did with Mahomes behind Alex Smith. I'm not comparing the two, but I, I think you know you're they're they have a really good quarterback situation right now because when Garoppolo is healthy, they do well. If he's not, now they have a really good bona fide, you know, quarterback to, to back him up, and I think he's a quarterback for sure. If all,
3: if all goes according to plan, you know, but, like, if, he, if you're saying he's a project, does he go in if Jimmy goes down? Yes. Like, he does, right? So, and, you know, if you add that to his health stats, you know, that could happen week two, and then all of a sudden you got, you you might wreck Trey Lance then, right? If he's, if you're thinking, because you're, so you're gambling on Jimmy G's health a little bit, right? And Justin Fields, I just feel like was, like, a better prospect. I mean, I was pretty shocked he was still there. You guys texted me. You were like, Dave, the Bears are making a move. I wasn't watching it. I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to have to watch this awful... 2021 2022 bears season with just a couple of absolute relics that were never really that good at quarterback. And it's just going to make me sad. And then like, you're like Dave quick. And I like, look at the, the draft. And it's like, I was like, Justin Fields is still fucking there. I was like, are we, we're we picking like 11th. I was like, like did everybody have a brain aneurysm like on the way down here? That's crazy to me. So
2: It's funny that you say that though, because I actually said this on the preview is like, The NFL is, is you see year after year, man, they're fucking stupid. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like it shit happens every year where you are like, how on God's name does Patrick Mahomes get picked 11th in the draft? How on God, you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the thing is, though, is Trey Lance's upside is so beyond anything uh, of what Mitch Trubisky ever could have been. No offense, Mitch Trubisky. Totally. Again, no, I'm not. The I said Trubisky, that at the start to lead off. Like, I'm just saying it, it's more of an upside pick, and I feel like the what Shanahan his mindset because you guys know I can read their minds <laughs> is he feels like he can develop him. That upside is going to come out oh, yeah, when it comes out with mm-hmm. Shanahan because he's the guy. Right, he's the quarterback guy. So like, inexperience is never going to stop. Kyle Shanahan from picking someone. You know what I mean? Because he just feels like he can do it.
1: The problem I have with the beginning of your statement is that, you know, we look at these guys and say they're idiots and sure revisionist history. We can look at this and the whole time when we were talking in the discord about these picks and we're going back and forth on the needs of these teams. And Mike saying, well, Devonte Smith can't fall this far, or this guy can't fall that far. Not necessarily all Mike, but Mike was stuck on the Devante Smith falling to, to number 10. But the biggest thing is that's all revisionist history because you can say, how do you let Patrick Mahomes fall to 11? Well, d- did all 10 of the teams before them, need that quarterback sure there were some idiots in there there were some guys that looked dumb in there but you also i mean they got to go by needs i mean our 31 injured board too yeah but our 31 other teams dumb for not picking tom brady in the first 198 yes. picks i mean yes. yeah we can look back
2: now
0: and say that but <laughs> so but, we're yeah,
2: looking but, back but 22 even even years. brady though yes he had a pot belly all that shit but like you watch the if if you watched Brady's senior year, man, he led Michigan back from like twenty eight point comeback in the quarterbacks last three have games done that like, in college and have never been able to do that in the pros. He was really good those last few games. So like I feel like he should have gotten drafted before that. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. So of the three quarterbacks taken, one, two, three, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Let's put it let's put it on record right now. Ray who has the better career after five years? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. I'm I'm gonna go with Zach Wilson. Like I, I mean,
4: I'm a big oh. train left supporter, but I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Zach Wilson becomes a quarterback that New York just needed, as long for since days of Joe Namath. And he's gonna opposite. be a
3: Jets quarterback though. So like,
4: I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, he's gonna be a Jets quarterback. But they've already put more around him in an offseason than they ever did for Sam Donald. So that lets me know that you know sure. Robert Sella and you know, the, yeah, they're invested in making him the guy. And you know, and like I said. Listen, Jester's going to play defense. So I think because of the defense and because of Zach Wilson's talent, if you mix that together, I think in five years, he's going to be the guy that you're like, man, I, I can't believe that maybe Jackson would not look. even though it, everyone agrees that Trevor Lawrence should have been the number one pick. But I think we're going to look at Zach Wilson in five years and be like, man, this guy is is, is special. And yeah, <laughs> Patriot fans are going to be sick that he's beating our ass twice a year.
1: I hope I'm not proved wrong. Something about Trevor Lawrence isn't doesn't seem right to me. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, it's because his long
2: hair and you, you No, probably, you probably I don't like, yeah. be Harris. Yeah, <laughs> it's Harris yeah. You're like, get that hippie out of here. This yeah, is a man. He, he, he doesn't care. He <laughs> doesn't. He just wants to sit around in flip flops all day. And turn
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's why he's in Jacksonville. He's going to
2: sit. I only make that joke
1: because I get it.
2: That's funny. Yeah, right, no, I, I like, got it know.
1: too. No, no, no. <laughs> so so looking past the first three picks, which is going to be interesting to see, and and it's really interesting how with this draft, this is one of those drafts where we've really kind of cared about the top ten. Kyle Pitts is then taken at number four by the Atlanta Falcons, the highest tight end ever, drafted. Uh, that's how high a tight end has ever been drafted. Is the fourth overall pick. He's so good, though. Great, pick. he, he, he is, is
3: so, so good. good. He's
2: yeah, he's like he's
3: he, gonna be some amalgamation of like Travis Kelsey and Gronk, and like in today's NFL, you can draft a tight end that early, and it
2: doesn't look stupid because it's like he's gonna be really good. He's a walking mismatch. That's what that yeah. dude is. No matter right. where you line him up, he can burn right. the dude outside. Six six two sixty. 260. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, and Matt Ryan, he, like he, for he, uh, he for he all was, we clown like on a him,
4: four, four. like it's ridiculous. Like it's, yeah, is-
2: and for all we
3: for all we clown clam- on Matt Ryan, like. He's still better than probably half the quarterbacks in the NFL. So, giving him that weapon is a good thing. You know, I know they look like shit last year, and I think kind of like the year before also. But if you got a guy you can just throw to every play, and he's going to be ready made to do that right away in the NFL. He's got an NFL body. He's had an NFL body since he was like 18. So, yeah, he's ready. <laughs> so exactly. That's a good
0: point. And also, like between him, Ridley, and Julio, you can't cover them all. Unbelievable. I mean, Unbelievable. If H- if Julio's going to be
4: gone after Julio. All.
2: He's gone. But, so, you, you know what Pitts is? You guys know those Facebook posts you see where it's like the best running back ever. Barry Sanders' legs. This guy's yep. that right. that's what he is. <laughs> yeah. He's Gronkowski's blocking, Jimmy Graham's red zone ability, and Travis Kelsey's catching ability. That's what Kyle Pitts yeah. is. He's an unbelievable man. And
1: he, and he was playing with Kyle Trask, who, you know, it did end up getting taken uh, as the— sixth overall quarterback to go in the draft but the one thing that atlanta does not have going for them when we talked to the about to this point in the, the pre-draft show is that they still after even after the draft only have one quarterback on the roster though i did see today that they drafted 20 uh, i'm sorry they signed 20 undrafted free agents so there might be a quarterback in there i did not run down that list the next one is an interesting one that i think we all jumped on a little bit and that's Jamar Chase, the first overall wide, re- the first wide receiver taken in the draft out of LSU. Goes to Cincinnati, and he's going to play with his boy Joe Burrow from back in LSU. And Ray, you're shaking your head already.
4: Yes, yeah, st- st- stupid, stupid. Like J- Jamar, listen, Jamar Chase is a baller. That that's not the debate. Like Jamar Chase can play. How did they yeah, not yeah. draft
3: a tackle? That's yeah.
4: exactly like Penasul. He was there. Like you, you, ha- you have. To protect the investment, you have to protect yeah. the quarterback. You saw right? what
3: happened already last like, It's like, come, come You're on! You're
4: absolutely like, right. I just, I don't, I just, I don't understand that. So it's just like that to me. What was dumb? I really love the next pick after him. Like I said, we'll get to that with uh, Jalen Waddle. But I just, it's just like, I'm like, what, what are you doing, Cincinnati? Like you have to protect number nine. Like. You can always – there was other receivers you could find. Like, you, were gonna, you can get to get this kid out of, out of Memphis that went to Philly. Not Devontae Smith, but uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell. Like, there's other guys. There was other guys in this
3: draft. I get that they, they lost A.J. Green, and I think they panicked a little bit because it, A.J. Green went to Arizona, and I think they were like, oh, shit. But, like, I agree with yeah, you wholeheartedly. He, he, it's he, like, he you got to protect they your They lost bro, him
4: man. in 2018, bro. Like, he, he yeah. just stay yeah. on the field. Yeah. Just, I, know, I know,
3: I know. It's just like they had – you know, they had that as, a, as part of the concept, and it's like – I just think it's like – I, I understand there's at least some logic behind it, but I agree with you wholeheartedly that, like, you already saw that Burrow was just getting absolutely fucked for the entirety of the 2020-2021 season. <laughs> it's like you have to get him some protection. Like, that's insane. So...
1: You can't say that they didn't because they made a trade with the New England Patriots, and at forty-six they picked Jackson Carmen, and then at one twenty-two they took Tyler Shelvin. So we don't want to say that because of where they took him, it means they're going to be they're going to be bad. But they went after a weapon, and then went after the protection. Yeah, but you got to get the protection first, though, Joe. I'm yeah,
2: in, like- in my opinion, the difference the difference between a franchise changing tackle and a franchise-changing wide receiver, it's much harder to find that tackle. When we got Tyron Smith, it it was just like that was done, and like we know that he's there, and no one's coming off that blind edge. So I'm with you. I mean, I love Jamar Chase, and I think he's going to be awesome with Burrow. But, yeah, I mean, you can't pass that up. You're right. Yeah, okay.
3: that kid. It's that kid from Oregon. They should have taken. Penny. Uh, yeah, Sue. Penny, yeah, Penny, Penny. yeah, Penny and Sue, yeah. So Yeah, it's like that dude is like uh, gonna be the best. He's a franchise Probably. left tackle. He's, yeah, man. he's, he's just gonna he's gonna be for ten years. Even even the like... kid
4: out of the kid that got that uh Slater. Yeah, Slater, Rashawn yeah, Slater. Sean like, Slater. you know, not saying that because we have the same name, but it, like this that dude is a beast. Like, you you gotta get, you gotta go after guys. You gotta, you gotta get a guy named wearing your team like that. You just have to do that. No, but seriously, like you you have to go after the best talent available. Like you pick the best guy on the board and they was the best guy on the board. And I mean, clearly they, they thought Chase was the guy. I, I get that, but it's like, okay, great. So now you go from two and 14 to what four and, to four and 13. Uh, Congratulations.
0: I think that their second and third round picks validates uh- like it supports their wide receiver, right? Because now it, they were convinced that there's not one other person on on the draft board that will do for them what Jamar Chase would, and they could find suitable uh, offensive line relief. The cause they they had none, right? Because they had none last year. So I, I th- when I saw this move, I was like, man, that that's a st- like I get it, but it's dumb. You have to protect it You have to protect, the, you have to protect the, the Tiger king, and then they did. Uh, they, they, they did.
3: No, but like not to the, not to the same level as you could have, you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, it 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 costs. It essentially costs them three picks. So that's the way I see it. Because they picked Jamar Chase, they then had to go out and pick three offensive linemen to make up for that one pick, because they know borrow. You know what I mean? Borrow well, has had to no be upright, right? So you, they you have to do it. Uh, if you pick Sewell, that opens up so many other options in your draft for you. So so that's I agree. It just not it a limits your options so much more, right? But. Yeah,
1: but I mean, name, name me the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver core right now.
2: Yeah, but like name me. I think it's just one. I mean, <laughs> it's is it is, is,
1: is, 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 is Higgins and
4: um,
2: Higgins? You can find an Adam Thielen. You can find a Julian Edelman. You can Facts. find, you know what I mean? You can find these guys. You don't find very many franchise left tackles like Sewell's going to be. No, it's, no, you're not wrong. And, and also,
3: if you believe you all, in Joe Burrow, you believe that he, like, it's like, get to the point. It shouldn't matter, like, right? Yeah, get to the point where you're like, oh, all right. We got everything, but we need to get we need to get Joe Burrow some weapons. You gotta get to that point. But but like don't go get the weapon before you can see what he can do with a little time and to staying healthy for an entire season. And you gotta give him his best chance to do that, you know? And I just I agree on that side. Brady made it to the AFC championship
2: with Rashea Caldwell this is number one. So I, I feel like yeah. they, they that them. that wide, that
1: wide receiver core wasn't great, but at all, when <laughs> at but all. But it but it also wasn't his. What was that? His third year, third or fourth third year, and he already won a Super Bowl. Uh, as a starter, as
4: a starter, though, as a starter,
1: right? Well, yeah, I, I will well, say I know
3: why they. You know, I know you I know you mentioned Jalen Waddle, Ray. I will say I know why they didn't take him is because what's his name, Jamar Chase, played with a Burrow at LSU.
4: No, and I, I get right. that, but Waddle to me is the, is the guy that that He's dude really good. Yeah, I was if, if he fell at fifteen, if he fell at fifteen, like I I would not have been mad if we <laughs> came at fifteen and then get got mawned at forty six. I mean at forty six. So I'm I'm here for it. Like Jalen Waddle, I'm, t- I'm telling I'm telling you as right close now. That's the that, you're going to say. Henry Ruggs is that guy. No, uh, he's, he's already there.
2: No, he, that, yeah,
4: Henry Ruggs is that guy. You didn't you didn't see how we torched Kansas City last year? He's definitely that show. guy. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but we're making a comparison. But I'm like, yeah, I, I got you. But it's just to me, like I said, Waddle's that guy. Waddle's yeah. But be. also,
3: it worked out for the Dolphins because that's another quarterback see receiver reunion for Tua. Oh yeah, f- yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, for sure. So, so it's like it worked out for everybody, and it's a great pick for the Dolphins. I think there's a ton of upside to him, like you were
2: saying. Like you, you know, we already established he's really good. But, but Hunter
3: Long was good for them too.
2: Last yeah. So it was these two picks, by the way, we'll get there eventually that ended up ruining my night because that's what led to <laughs> to, to, to the events that unfolded.
1: It didn't ruin your night. Don't be dramatic. Give me my show back. So Jalen Waddle gets <laughs> taken by the Miami Dolphins, which is a great pick, Dave. They have their offensive line. They were able to, you know, two got banged up last year, but they were able to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick and his magnificent beard and thighs upright. So then at number seven, Panay Sewell out of Oregon, goes to the Detroit Lions. We've talked about him already. He is a career talent, and he is going to now have the job of keeping Jared Goff upright, which is something that the Rams did pretty well in L.A., And but I think this is going to allow them to do exactly what you guys said about the Cincinnati Bengals, is to open up other possibilities for the Lions to get what they need.
3: I just right. think it sucks that he's going to have to be on the Lions because, you know, we're never, basically never going to hear from him again because like the Lions are so unimportant and terrible. And I think that Jared Goff is also unimportant and terrible, so it actually fits in <laughs> great to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, he's not going to change them into any kind of offensive threat in that division.
0: But talk about a team that could have used a wide receiver like that.
2: Yeah, if they swap picks for once, for once it was smart for them. I have to say, listen, he's a Dan Campbell guy, though. They took the best guy on the draft and on the board, left in theory, you know. So he's gonna love playing for Dan Campbell, too.
1: Right. They could both they could they could bite kneecaps together. So Panay Soul gets taken at number seven, and then number eight to the Carolina Panthers. This was an interesting pick, and I think this is the one that surprised everybody that I was listening to and watching, and that's J.C. Horn, son of former Saints wide receiver Joe Horn, out of South Carolina, going eighth to the Panthers. All right, so they have Sam Darnold as their quarterback. They have Christian McCaffrey as their running back now they have a cornerback on defense ray
4: oh i mean listen i i love it i mean I, I talked about him being the best corner in the draft i know bobby really wanted him to fall at 10 okay. um well even though dallas felt uh traded back but yeah J. C. Holmes a dog and you know i i you know i think I, that's the pick i thought that i thought they was gonna pick michael parsons there i i really believe that i felt like they were gonna replace luke kickley there but i mean listen it's a passing league and you need to shore up your defense as much as possible. So, to have a guy that could potentially become a shutdown corner, you know, to me is is, is always something that you uh, sh- should go after. And, you know, so they still have some guys on offense, like, you know, I said McCaffrey, we talked about DJ Moore, you know, Robbie Anderson. So, you know, there's still some guys there. You know, I think they got some guys later on that could be some playmakers too in the draft as well. That's the names are escaping me right now. But yeah, I, I, I like that pick and I think he's going to be awesome.
0: Two words come to mind when, like, when, when that pick happened. I just remember uh, just reading across the screen, Bobby go, Oh no. Because he wanted JC Horn or Sertain. That's who he was. He had hitched his wagons to for the Cowboys. And, and when the first one was off the board, and uh, like this was a really surprising pick. Again, the top 10 this year did not disappoint. There's this for forced the Cowboys to do what they will, you know, what Joe will later talk about. But I lo- I love this pick. I don't think for Carolina that you need to load up on offense, especially when Sam Donald is not an electrifying quarterback, right? Especially when you have to have. We already have You already have CMC. He's already there. Just do what you need to do. And if you have a good defense around that offense, now we're talking about a 10, 7, 11, and 6 team in a couple of years. In that division, you think with the Saints and the, the Buccaneers? I don't, and, I don't like the Saints or anything. Anything. And, and yeah,
4: no, I, yeah, not right now. No. I think
0: the Falcons are going to score thousands of points, but they're probably also going to let up thousands of points. So I'm still not really concerned about them either.
1: Well, but Tampa you're concerned about. Yes. For the day day the Panthers, the Panthers of the
3: top of the top ten. I think the Panthers did the best job drafting where they needed something mm. They really, really needed something because their secondary was absolutely trash last season. So, yeah, like you said, they're probably still going to let up points, but they needed a guy who can like sh- at least not help like a, a team with any decent wide receivers come in and look like they have like five Calvin Johnsons. You know what I mean? Like, that's what teams were doing to the Panthers last season. So at least make one of them not. You know, at least make their best guy work. Which is what this guy is, and I think is a good pick. I think it would have been a good pick for the Cowboys too, because they also unfortunately have an
2: atrocious defense. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Before we get to, the one thing I love about J.C. Horn, out of everything, is this dude has been around the NFL and most likely guarding NFL wide receivers since he was like nine years old. You don't <laughs> think he helped his dad train when he was younger? Like this dude is, is bred. To be a cornerback, and and he is going to be awesome. The I wonder
1: if the I wonder if the next guy was bred to be an NFL cornerback. Uh,
2: oh, so so, <laughs> so go ahead. go
1: ahead. All right, that's all I had to do. Okay, I had another thought to go along with the Panthers. Oh, one of my favorite picks that the Panthers made, and I think I shared it uh, with you guys, was Matt Rule, the head coach of the Panthers, calling a draft pick. He's a long snapper, and he called him up and. Asked him if he was coming and the kid thought that the draft had ended. So he was all dejected and Matt rule said, are you coming? He said, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. And Matt rule said, I just drafted you dude, get to Carolina. And it was just, it was really cool to hear, hear the draft stories. And, and, you know, I I think Matt rules, a a guy that the the guys in Carolina are going to like playing for going forward, definitely a player's guy. So then at number nine, the Denver Broncos, who in pretty much every mock draft we saw we're going to take Penn State linebacker, Micah. What, why do Micah, I keep Micah messing Parsons, up those yeah. Parsons. I keep wanting to call him Richards. Micah Parsons at number nine. Instead, they take Patrick Sertan, the second cornerback out of Alabama, the second of three Alabama players to go in the first 10. And then, of course, the second of 10 that went in the entire draft out of the University of Alabama. So if Sertan goes nine, this is the guy that Bobby wanted to go to 10 to the Cowboys. And then, Mike, like you said... This really changed the outlook of the next three picks.
0: Also, it made uh, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater's life that much easier, right? Because now you have Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, and Patrick Sertain II in the backfield.
3: Their backfield is like so different all of a sudden, yeah.
0: Yeah, and what we've seen you know, since Elway took over that team is if you give him the chance to build a really good defense and he just has just a, a mediocre quarterback – they can go far. Now, Peyton's not mediocre, Joe. Just He was that He was, was going to make that the point. joke and be
1: like, yeah, by he that was point, that he point. was. <laughs> he,
0: he that's, literally that's an, old, his that's way an old school. That Listen, that's an old school battle right
2: there.
1: Yeah. Well, you're right, Mike. That that defense was really good, right? The Von Miller, Derek yep. Wolf defense. It, it was a great defense, and they've just built a, a great secondary for whoever the heck is going to start a quarterback there, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, or
2: insert option C here. What made that so surprising is that I didn't think Fields would still be there at that point so I didn't actually think Denver would have well, a well, chance where, to get where would a quarterback in go? there. Well, I feel like someone was going to trade up for him. I just felt like something was going to happen. I really never thought they were going to go corner. You know what I like? Ray, right? you're the only person I saw out of everyone, out of every mock draft that had Sertan to Denver. And I feel like, honestly, it was your fault. So, I blame my disdainment. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well so, I mean can I can I respond? Yeah, <laughs> yeah go yeah. ahead. <laughs> well, I mean listen it's once again it's a passing league. So I think yeah I, I wasn't I couldn't only, I, couldn't I, I believe- was the only I was the only one I I did pack, pick back to back corners me and picked I did say that but it, yeah, I, or back-to-back defensive players out of being picked. So yeah, I mean Vic Fangio, you know, he was I think over with Chicago a few years back, and he came over to Denver. So he's a defensive guy. So it doesn't shock me that he was going to pick a defensive player. I thought Parsons was going to go. Was going to go. Uh, that was such. That was so Boston right there. Parsons. I thought. I thought he was going to be a top set pick. He wasn't. I think he fell in a great position going to Dallas. So that, we'll get to that later on. But yeah, I mean, listen, Sertane is, is going to be awesome and. Once again, you're in, he's in the AFC West. Darian Waller, Henry Ruggs, you know, obviously, you know, Hill, Kelsey, like that you need guys that's going to defend. So, you know, it's like Bridgewater should be just started. Like you, you're paying him 21, 22 million dollars. He should be just started there. So once they got Teddy, I'm like, yeah, they're not going to go quarterback. Like I, I, I just figured that. Like they still gonna- could
3: have, though. He still could have grabbed Justin Fields and it wouldn't have been like a bad pickup. Yeah, but and you're I'm not picking him
4: to be think- third string at this moment. Like I
3: get what you're saying about Vangio, though, because if he, like uh certain is a ball hawk, apparently. Like he's a guy who goes after the ball. And like I think that they're probably gonna have at least top five uh, defensive turnovers. Yeah,
4: for, for, for sure. And especially if Bon Miller comes back healthy and you know, yeah, they they have a lot of pieces there defensively. You know, like Mike said, they've always had a decent defense, uh, especially over the last decade. So I said, Yeah, I, I I wasn't surprised by the pick and you know, you know, sorry, sorry about you, but like I said you, you guys still got a hell of a defender at home. So just saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So then at number 10, the Cowboys had the pick. They saw Patrick Sertan get taken. And they said, Jerry said, all right, well, we're going to have to make a move here because the guy that they wanted wasn't there anymore. And they knew that they could slide down because they knew that interdivision rival Philadelphia Eagles needed something that they didn't. Right. So the Cowboys don't need a receiver. We all decided that in the pre-show, although Bobby would have taken all three of the receivers that were taken before this point if the Cowboys drafted them. So the, the Cowboys trade away the number 10 pick for 12 and 84, which we'll talk about when we get to the Cowboys. We're going to run through this and then get into our teams here. But the Cowboys turn those two picks into defensive selections but at number 10 to round out the 10 the third alabama player to go in the top 10 is Devonte smith wide receiver the heisman winner Devonte smith going to the philadelphia eagles you know it's so funny because we say it in new england uh, they're like oh great we drafted a receiver who's gonna throw to him well i kind of say the same thing with jalen hurts i think he's a, i think he's a good talent i i think he's i personally think he's mike vick light without the dog fighting and i i think that he's a good athlete he might, he might dog fight you don't know I, mean, I don't know but benefit of the doubt i still think mike vick shouldn't have been blackballed but i stopped ray from going on a tangent so i won't go on a tangent <laughs> but I mean. Devonte smith to philly is great but is jalen hurts going to be able to throw to him now that jalen hurts is the guy in philly that's my question
3: They obviously believe in him because if Justin Fields was sitting there and they were like, let's get Jalen Hurts, who threw six touchdowns and five interceptions or something along those lines last season, I guess we're going all in on him. Like, great job, Philly. That was fucking stupid. (laughs) Like, good luck. (laughs) Like they just again, it's like it sucks when you see like a good I get. Obviously, I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. That's like clearly my position, but. It sucks when you see a guy like Devontae Smith go to a team where he's not going to matter for the first like probably five years of his career, which I guess is going to happen with a guy like him because he's going to go high.
4: But that's not no. I, I, well, pers- Okay. Well, I'm the opposite. I disagree. Obviously, Philly got two playmakers that are going to be very good. I think right away for them. That game will kid, which we the England Bill. You, you should have. He was there. You should have drafted him. That was the James Wright replacement. But I, I'll I'll let that go. Even though I like Stevenson, but we'll get there. Devontae Smith is going to be great. Him with Rager, I agree. You know, that he's going to be know, great. Yeah. You know, so totally I just agree. think. But I mean, Hurst to me is not going to be. I mean, like I said, Mike Villa, I think that's actually a great comparison, Joe. Like I I don't think he's not someone that's gonna wow you every time with his athleticism, but you know, he's he's someone that's gonna be a game manager. Like he he might be, I feel like his seems like an Alex Smith type of guy, right? So someone that might go, you know, 27 touchdowns to like 13 picks.
3: I mean, his current ratio does not support that. Like, still right, gone. but I mean, but I mean, let's let's, let's
4: let's be honest. Like, there wasn't much around him last year in Philadelphia. Like, and he basically was getting pulled out every other game. Like, th- there was some game, there was some plays he made that was like, okay, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, because
3: it's kind it's of a mess play. down there still. Like, not just. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, but it's they, just, they I agree with you that Devonte Smith is going to be really good. That's why it's a bummer that he's going to be on the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: Right, but that's what I'm saying. I, I think they play together, though. They played together. Then they play together. At Alabama. They did. So I
1: mean,
3: you know. So yeah, I, I think that's something where that's going to
4: help. That's going to help Jalen Hurts thing in my opinion so can I mean, we we'll see
1: Sirianni coach that's what i that's the question yeah I, no, that's that, that's the key that's, the, that key. that's the key Yeah, because doug peterson screwed that up doug peterson screwed that up in philly and he screwed up carson wentz and that's, that's too true. bad because doug peterson well actually doug peterson screwed him up because frank reich left if Frank Reich doesn't move to Indy now, I think we're going to see a resurgence in Carson Wentz in Indianapolis I do now that he's reunited with Frank Reich. And I think Nick Sirianni is the best thing that could happen to Jalen Hurts because it's not, he's not Doug Peterson. So I don't believe Dave, you and I agree on Jalen Hurts, but I think a re a reuniting of these two guys there might help, but Jalen Hurts has to learn how to be a pro style quarterback because that's what Nick Sirianni is going to run. Devontae Smith's not going to hurt.
3: He's not going to hurt his, sure. his prospects for sure. It's going to help him. He's a really good wide receiver, but yeah, I don't
2: know. I was just sorry, Bobby. I cut I you know. ju- I, no, you're fine. I just see it as like the Eagles have a quarterback that's at least above average and listen in the NFL, that's something that's, that's hard to come by. So it's like, you'd rather take someone that you know can make plays and make the throws. You saw it as some, like a gamble and, and put the weapons around them to see what you got. That's how I see it. It's like, you know, the Eagles aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year, anyways. Might as well see what the kids got, give them some weapons. And then if you have to draft one next year, you're at the top again. You're fine. Sure. Yeah. And I know some of these. And I got a third club, round pick out of it. Some
3: of these ball clubs can take a punt on like the top three wide or top three quarterbacks in the draft every single year and they still fuck it up high jets. But like, it's uh, my question to you is like, Justin Fields is there. So you're saying that. Jalen Hurts, you'd rather have Jalen Hurts than Justin Fields? It's the context of the draft at this point. Yeah, but then what do, you do, what
1: do you do with the – so this is the last question I have on the top ten before we move on, and that's a great segue, Dave, because we look at these teams that were drafting in the top ten in the first round that had the ability to trade. I think we've all now seen the video of the uh, Denver Broncos GM hanging up the phone on another gm saying he's got a call for something better from someone else i'm like oh well that was probably belichick he hung up on so you look at the teams in there and mike and i had this conversation the other night during the first round of the draft during these first 10 picks was which of these teams need a quarterback so you kind of question the san francisco 49ers pick but we know that the Niners have been down on Jimmy we know the Jets needed a quarterback they traded theirs we know Jacksonville needed a quarterback
3: i, I just don't think that i don't think that the 49ers drafted the best available quarterback no i yeah,
1: i I, I, understand. I understand what you're saying there but then it's like the Atlanta Falcons like all right they got a lot of money tied up in Matt Ryan they're not going to draft the next guy right there they're probably going to go and find somebody undrafted the Bengals have their guy the Dolphins have their guy detroit just traded for their guy carolina traded for darnold and gave okay, up a second okay right that's I don't know if I agree
3: with that. Detroit trading their guy, like there's a
1: they gave up a lot for Jared Goff.
2: That's what broke my heart the most. Is those two got those two teams are the two that you question the most for not picking one of those two quarterbacks is Carolina and Denver because like yes they have guys but five years from now right. If if Justin Fields and Mac Jones are all pro quarterbacks, those are the two teams that everyone's going to be looking at like, you guys are idiots. You and chose Sam Darnold. Well, I think Trey Lance is going to be good. So I'm just saying those two. You took two cornerbacks over two franchise-saving quarterbacks for Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, and Sam Darnold. That's what I think the conversation could end up being. And that's why I was so mind blown that they took him.
0: They filled their need. And I think if, if you're a Philadelphia, the downside to taking Justin Fields while you still have, you know, Jalen Hurts and who you believe in, I mean, that's an instant that you shatter his mindset, right? So his upside is automatically lowered. And we don't know. We all know. But we don't really know Justin Fields' uh, upside in the NFL. Like If you have eyes, you, you know. But I think you surround uh, the Eagles, you know, you surround Jalen Hurts with Devonta Smith and then Jalen Rager. I think he's going to be, you, that's another guy that's going to have a, a good year because of this pick. I don't hate it. I, I, I respect it because I think the easy thing for the Eagles to do in this situation would be to say, let's just get fields and, and then see what happens. But you risk ruining a career off for someone that you don't know. Is there's, gonna be sort,
3: there's sort of an Occam's razor thing there, though, you know, it's like just do the simplest, smartest thing. And it's like hey, you I can't win did. in the NFL. But I don't know if they did because you can't win in the NFL without that an, an all-pro at least quarterback. So, you know, you're betting. you what you're saying is you're betting on Jalen Hurts to be that level.
4: Yeah, I mean that's, that's true. That's true, Dave. But uh, my question was for you, Dave. So, do you think they had to go to Smith Smith after missing on Justin Jefferson last year? Because that's what happened. Because Justin Jefferson was phenomenal with Minnesota, and I'm just like he was there, and you took Rager. I think I think this year it was like, yo, we cannot miss on who who. We can. We can't I think the, the worst I thing. Think, right, I don't know if
2: Rager's a miss though. I like Rager compared like to Justin Rager. Jefferson, he's a miss. Well, Justin Jefferson. Listen, everyone. Justin Jefferson's a different animal. He's a beast. Yeah, but, but they could
1: have taken him. That's the point. they raised. I, th- Ray's I think.
3: I think. The, I think. I agree with you, Ray. And I also think what factored into that too is they thought at this point in Alshon Jeffrey's career, he was going to still be producing at a rate that was comparable to what he was producing at in Chicago. It really never worked out for him in Philadelphia, and I think like. The prospect of their receiving core looked a lot bleaker come the ninth, what was it, the 10th pick in this year's NFL draft than maybe it might have been during their five-year plan five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, in five years, we're going to have this, 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 and this. So, yeah, I think you're right. They were a little – they were like a year behind on their build in that position, and Alshon not being good screwed it up for them. And then I think they had – they, what was the guy that was always really good on Philly? That was a wide receiver. And then he came back and played like five days and he was terrible. I can't blank it on his name. Oh, Sean Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. So just Sean Jackson came back and he was not good. Right. So then, cause then you're, cause they were just trying to fill a hole at that position. So yeah, I get why they did it. I'm just saying, don't panic by a weapon when you, I just, I guess is the difference between us is I just don't believe in Jalen hurts like that. I, I, he's done nothing to convince me that he can like win a super bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, You Even you're saying, like, he's a manager, he can, like, and it's like, those guys don't
2: win Super Bowls, though, at this point in the NFL, you know what I mean? Wouldn't you rather fail by tying your wagons to a quarterback that's already there than bringing another quarterback in and fucking it up internally? You know what I mean? I feel like it would be a worse look if you brought in a quarterback, right? That guy ended up sucking, but then also it fucked up Jalen Hurts. They
3: already hitched their wagon. They already hitched their wagon to a quarterback that was already there and fucked him up.
1: Like they already did that. Yeah, but with a different head coach, with a different staff. Yeah, sure. It's a a different regime. So, but here's the other thing, too, is you guys mentioned, Bobby, especially the Panthers and and the Broncos. Sure, I can understand the Broncos missing at the quarterback position if you thought they should have. They are paying two guys. If we're talking about this in the, the terms of the NFL draft, we also have to talk about age and money of these guys. Jalen Hurts is 24 years old. Sam Darnold with the Carolina Panthers, wouldn't have even been the oldest quarterback in this draft. He's 23 years old. He wasn't the oldest quarterback in this draft. So when you're paying these guys and you're throwing this capital around and you're throwing these assets at other people, you you kind of put yourself in a situation where that's what you want. Maybe what they did is they looked at it and said, we don't want Justin Fields and Mac Jones. God, I hope they're wrong for your sake and the, the Patriots fans sake on this yeah, side of the camera, they I hope they're wrong. I hope fields and Jones are all pro quarterbacks, but I look at those teams and I go, they got, they do have the guys. So in terms of the draft, like Mike just said, they went out and got the needs that they needed. They drafted all pro players based on what you guys all just said about them, uh, about those guys being picked there. I mean, Bobby, you wanted Patrick Sertan and then you wanted J.C. Horn second. So
3: Yeah, but it's, but the point is the quarterback position is more important and it,
2: it outweighs. And you think about, so even Carolina, they give up a second round pick for Donald. I get why you don't then use your first round pick on another quarterback. That's just bad drafting. Then. The like you said, the Eagles have Jalen, they already have a guy there. Denver has Teddy Bridgewater on a one year contract and Drew Locke on the fifth, fourth year of his rookie contract. Well, and we've already seen that he sucks for, for Teddy, yeah. But and we've already seen that he sucks. Teddy's okay, he's not great. Last year on game winning drives, Teddy Bridgewater's 0 of 8. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying the guy is there on a Carolina you Panthers team, without Christian McCaffrey. Right, but I'm I'm just saying though. No. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing Michael so, right now. But that's the thing though. You can
3: yeah, but to Bobby's point, it's like well, we're, and we're gonna get onto this when we talk about the Bears. It's like you have to you you know just not Mike. You might gotta, gotta be get your best. guy. You gotta yes. get
2: your guy, man. But that
1: wasn't guy. that's the point. Clearly that wasn't their guy because he was there.
2: So Teddy Bridgewater is their guy. Like you Teddy Bridgewater drew Locke, you kidding me? So I get. so what you're just not gonna let team score? Is hey, that. Listen, like Bobby you, with you told just me the other night 10? You told me the other night that, so that
1: John Elway was one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. And now you're th- you're telling me that he kind of stinks. So.
3: What well, Bobby's saying is, how come you guys had to draft those fucking quarterbacks that I wanted?
1: Right. yeah, That's, well, that's, that's, that's really, really what it is. Right. You got nothing but to do with it. About. You got to get your guy. It, it was just breaking out of the top 10. We're going to go down to our teams because Craig's going to love editing a two-hour episode. So. Let's start with the bears because they've been brought up and they had the 11th overall pick because they traded up with the New York giants. Thank goodness. They did that because the giants were going to screw it up because they screwed it up at 20 anyway. So Dave, Dave, You woke up from a nap, basically. You're three hours behind us. So you woke up from a nap and you were like, oh, what's going on here? I woke up in a daze. You were like guy on the couch. I was
3: getting a lot of texts from you guys about uh, movement in the draft, which is I really didn't expect this to happen. And anyone that tells you they expect this to happen is fucking lying. So like it was weird because like Bobby says, you don't give something up to go get like, you know, your second string QB and then like use your first round pick to draft a QB. But that's literally what we did. So you know, they, I know they say that Justin Fields isn't going to start, but like, yeah, I mean, he should. Like, I think he means preseason, <laughs> honestly, because it's just like, no, he's he needs to start. And it's like, I've heard criticism. I got very excited. Yes, you're right, Joe. I was very excited that it happened because I was actually really high on him. I know you were too, Mike. I'm so sorry you guys didn't get him, but I was really high on him. I think he was the second best quarterback in the draft. I think he's got. I think it really, really papered over the burn that was not getting Russell Wilson in the offseason because I really wanted Russell Wilson. And I was like thinking about Russell Wilson before I fell asleep at night. And like, what do looked look like in a in a <laughs> Chicago Bears offense? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be because I, I talked myself into like that I was going to get him. Sorry, we were going to get him, but really it was for me. And then to get Justin Fields, which is I feel like his direct QB comparison, the, you know, if you're building the prototype is Russell Wilson. And I know that it's because I've seen a lot of trolling from Patriots fans because obviously I'm connected to a lot of Boston sports social media accounts and the big troll from Patriots fans. And I think it's because they're mad. They didn't get them is Ohio quarterbacks are never good. And it's like, that is the weirdest argument to make because it's well, just like- they're
1: not, but also most Patriots fans don't really know what college football is. So.
3: Sure. But I agree. I, I totally get it, but it, the logic makes absolutely, absolutely no sense. It's like, uh, no one's ever been good from that school at that position before. And it's like, does that mean it can never happen? That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. It's like, he's clearly good. Like, he's clearly really good. Just really go, good. go watch him play. So, like, and it's to be like, you failed because of the geographical location that you came out of. Like, that makes absolutely no sense. It's like different regimes oh, there all oh, the time. It's the,
4: it's the same thing with Alabama, too.
3: Yeah, well, Alabama, I understand the Alabama thing even a, a little bit more because you never really need a really good quarterback in Alabama, but Justin Fields was the reason why Ohio were good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in Alabama, you can always just turn around and hand the ball off to a, a generational college running back that can Parking run three, that can like run through everybody. So, with what the reason that Ohio were as good as they were was because of. Justin Fields. So it's just not the same thing. And you're just talking yourself into him being bad if you're saying that. He's going to be so fucking good. I'm so thrilled.
0: I can't speak on behalf of those Patriot fans, but what I can say is I've never been as envious of the Bears and Bears fans as I was. When I saw the 11th pick was traded, I literally... I I said every... You were like, like, it's Fields. You knew. I I slammed
3: my key. I was still like, they're going to fuck this up. I was still, for for those few minutes, I was like, they're going to fuck this up. They're going to fuck this up.
0: They saw that their need was a quarterback for the future. And you know what they did? They moved up 9 spots to do it. They did what? I mean, I'll check it. We're, we'll talk about the Patriots in a little bit, but the Bears did what they needed to do uh to get their guy. And their guy is really really good and he's going to he's going to transform that team. And now if Aaron Rodgers is not in that division and Justin <sighs> Fields and Justin oh, Fields and Justin veins. Fields does what what we think he can do, the, the NFC North now goes through midway, you know what I mean? So
3: Dude, it's watching the future of your franchise be guaranteed from a place where it was just looking so
2: bleak. (laughs) Yeah, DK, I have a a question for you. This is the best quarterback that you've ever seen ever for the Bears, correct? This is the best, the most upside you've ever seen. So Jim McMahon
3: is currently the best quarterback ever played for Chicago currently. He never Uh, had
2: Justin Fields upside, though.
3: That's why I say. That's what I've been saying to everybody. Biggest upside to a quarterback draft, to a quarterback signing. And the thing is, is that, like, when I first started watching the Chicago Bears in, like, 1997, right, 1998, when I first moved to America— They it didn't matter as much then like you could build a defensive culture and you could be especially in that era. You remember like the 98 to like 2004 era when you had like teams like the Ravens and like all the like Trent Dover. Yeah, these defenses that could could go win a Super Bowl. Like you could cite a very recent example often of a defense that could go win a Super Bowl. So and it was also cool to have that culture. You guys talk all the time about like it's dope to have a defensive culture. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're just it's just you're always hard to play. Nobody ever wants to go to Chicago like it's, you know, especially in the winter, it sucks. You guys had that for a long time in in New England, too. But nowadays, you have to accept the reality of the NFL and the way that it's set up is you need a quarterback. And Justin Fields has more upside than a lot of the QBs that I've seen come through the draft the last few years. And I'm just, I, I can't believe it. Like, I feel like I'm going to wake up from a dream. Cause like the bears just never do this
1: and it just feels so good. <laughs> so looking at their entire draft, they actually had a very interesting draft. Uh, they, they had first, second, fifth, sixth and seventh round picks. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks overall. One in the first, one in the second, one in the fifth, three in the sixth, and one in the seventh. And that's partially because in the trade with the New York Giants, they traded number 20, which the Giants turned into Kadarius Toney. And then they traded the 164th to the Giants, which the Giants then turned around and traded to the Broncos. And then the Bears trade away their first and fourth round picks in 2022, which, I mean, you know, you really – you really traded a first and a fourth for, for Justin Fields. And I think that I didn't that care was... what they
3: gave up. I, if they had have approached me with a much worse package, I would have approved it immediately. They don't ask me, though, for whatever
1: reason. Well, I mean, you know, most never mind. I'm not even going to make the joke. So then they make another trade with the Carolina Panthers which, Dave, you should be happy about this one, too, because they traded for the 39th overall and the 151st overall. And with those two picks, they took two pretty good offensive tackles in Trevin Jenkins and Larry uh, Borum out of Oklahoma State and Missouri. So they kind of did what we were all talking about with the Bengals, right? They got their quarterback, but then they went out and they found the best offensive tackles at that point in the draft. And and took him, but then they also got him some help offensively, taking a running back. And I mean, granted, sixth round picks. I don't so know how good he's going to be. Take but... him with a grain of salt. Yeah, Khalil Herbert, Daz Newsome, running back, wide receiver, uh, Thomas Graham Jr., cornerback out of Oregon State, and then I cannot say this guy's first name. Here is Tonga, a defensive tackle out of BYU. So take it with a grain of salt what they pick at the end of the draft. But Dave, you got to be happy about those tackle picks.
3: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, we haven't had like a terrible offensive line, but they're starting to get old, and uh, you know the the Kyle Long retirement and like just different things. You see, st- the, the weird thing, and I'm sure you guys know this about offensive lines, is like you wake up one day and they suck. You know, yeah. like it's it doesn't like happen. It happens so gradually. It happens almost at a sl- snail's pace in my experience with offensive lines. When all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I thought our offensive line was good, and then like they're all old and you know tired and hurt. So I think it's really good that we f- in, like freshened it up. You know, and I think our defense is worse than it was this time last year. And it's definitely a lot worse than it was this time two years ago, because we had Vic Fangio, who was a great defensive coordinator, but we also, you know, we lost Kyle Fuller and you know, there's, we did not, we didn't replace him with somebody better. I forget the guy's name we replaced him with, but he's not that great. And I think, I just think the defense starting to slowly decline, even though it's still an all pro defense, it's going to be a top five defense. The problem is they were always on the fucking field last year because Every single throw from any of our quarterbacks usually either went nowhere or it went to the other team. So now if we can just stay on the field offensively for a little while, like that's the nice thing. You're not asking Justin Fields to go and be a game changer for you at this point. You're, you're really just asking him to f- let the defense facilitate the game and like stop the teams that we play twice a season which is how the bears are still currently constituted.
0: I would also say like the, the the it must be a cool thing as a bears fan, right? Like this move, this draft that they had is coming off of a playoff berth. Like this isn't coming off of a 3 and 13 season. So they are
3: it's like a phony playoff berth.
0: They're still I mean they there. They're, they're, they got there and they're making their team better. So I mean right right off the bat, it's not like you were 2 and 14 last year, now you're like okay, we're going to be 6 and 10. You were 9 and 7, right? Or 8 and 8. You were close.
3: Yeah. And also, you know, I was out on Nagy because I was, but it was really born of like Pace and Nagy being responsible for Trubitsky and then like Foles failing in Chicago and like being there at all. So I think this is obviously them trying to save their jobs. They have to get aggressive like they're doing it. I think that this guy actually fits a Madden Nagy scheme. I think he's really good with young players. I think that he's really good. He's really creative. And I think that as much as Justin Fields isn't necessarily like a scrambling QB, he's got good mobility. And I think that he can add that dimension a little bit more over time. Aaron Rodgers style, maybe like where he, you know, he does a lot of fakes and check downs so that you have to kind of watch what he's doing at all times. And I think he can like, he's decent when the play breaks down. I think Zach Wilson was the best quarterback in the draft that was like good for like the best for when a play breaks down. So it's like, you put him on a team that, you know, it's going to break down a lot. So you, should, yeah. you know you should, you need that guy. But I think, I think you can build such a crazy future for that offense and a crazy different identity. If Matt Nagy becomes the Matt Nagy, I thought he was going to be two years ago.
2: Yeah. Man, I said this to you before in the season, you watched that Bears team. It was very obvious what they were missing as yeah. a quarterback. It, <laughs> yeah. it was very obvious. That was the piece. It, it was like, if that team last year had an average quarterback, they yeah. were 11 and 5, 12 and 4, easy. So I, I think this is a phenomenal pick for the Bears. Him and Traven Jenkins. Tray, he was supposed to be a first rounder. Only reason he fell is because the Raiders have no clue what's going on in the They Man had a terrible draft. draft. They had an awful um, draft. So, so the only reason he ended up falling is why. because they took a different tackle at 17 mark that was supposed to be like a third rounder and that ended up making him fall to you guys so those two picks man they make your draft that's your draft right
1: all right so we're gonna move on to the cowboys draft where the cowboys also had a really good draft i mean i know uh, dave you feel that your draft was very top heavy with with the quarterback and the first offensive tackle taken but bobby you guys kind of had a draft that spans all seven rounds and guys that have upside you had 11 total selections four of those were compensatory picks and of course the first one uh was when you traded back with the philadelphia eagles which again is just an amazing trade because first of all you had the eagle uh, the cowboys the giants and the eagles drafting back to back to back because that division was horrid last year and then you See them trade out of the 10 spot to number 12 because their guy wasn't there anymore, right? Horn or Certain weren't there. So they trade to 12. They take Micah Parsons. And this pick was the one that was originally Miami's pick. So this pick kind of got tossed around a little bit before we got here. And then they got the 84th overall pick, which is when they took defensive end Chauncey Goldston. So, Bobby, how do you feel about your Dallas Cowboys taking Micah Parsons and the very very defense heavy draft for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: I mean, I love it. You know, like, I, I I can't hate on it at all. Micah Parsons is a baller. I I, I watched him linebacker. back. And, hey,
1: uh, well, ball. No, 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 no. I mean, that's a good thing. Penn State. Well, right. Yeah, okay. I thought, you, I thought
2: you were like correcting my baller reference. I'm like, no, oh, no. just 'cause not. All right. No, he's unbelievable, man. Yeah, uh, he is. What everyone thought Jalen Smith could have been. But Jalen Smith never reached that potential. So he's the replacement for what we thought he was going to be. And and bringing him into that linebacker core, I'm not sure if Andrew is going to end up staying or not, makes that front seven really, really good. And, you know, like we said, the first team in NFL history to ever go the first six picks on defense, but it's fitting. Because they were the worst defense in NFL history, so I feel like if there's any team that's ever going to break that record, it was the Cowboys. The biggest steal of the draft was Jabril Jabril Cox, man. Jabril Cox in the fourth round is an animal. He is awesome. I don't know how he ended up falling that far. I think it's just because he played was North Dakota before transferred to LSU, but he's really
0: good. Well, yeah, he plays. He covers like a safety, but I think Parsons. If, if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to be really intrigued as, as to how Dan Quinn's going to use him and, and, and all the things that they're going to do. Because I think that, as Bobby mentioned, you know the Dallas Cowboys were the worst defense in my memory, NFL history now. But they know how to rebuild a certain section of their team in the draft. They built their offensive line under Romo like instantly. It happened really quick. So I, I, I do trust their ability to do that. Now, I don't know if they're going to draft 11 starters or even if all the, all six of their d- defensive players are starters, but if three are, they're exponentially better than they were last year. Awesome.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. And you can see Dan Quinn all over this draft. You look at the people he picked. Dan Quinn loves length. On the secondary, he loves length. Linebackers, he loves speed. You look at the guys we got. It was Nashawn Wright. People were ripping the Cowboys for this pick because they thought they could have got him in like the fifth, sixth round. He's a Richard Sherman prototype. I guarantee you Dan Quinn got on the phone with this dude was like, you're my Richard Sherman. You're coming in here, that's who you're going to be because he is six foot four, one 190 pounds. He's not very fast, but he's fast in coverage. He runs like a four five forty, but he can keep up with people in coverage, right? He's football fast, so he was a good pick too. I'm very happy with it. You guys know what I said before the draft. His team needs... Literally everything on defense. Well, when you're and when you're that's two what corners, we drafted, so
0: when your two corners were gone, you were so mad. I think you said, like I, I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna kill myself. I'm kidding.
2: You know, i I literally, and, and, and I literally screamed no in the kitchen. <laughs> I just like, No, like I heard Pat, but Parsons is a good second price, yep,
0: for sure.
1: Yeah, Bobby, I, I said it to you before, I think it was, but even before the pre draft show, is that the best signing that the Dallas Cowboys made in the offseason was Dan Quinn. Cause while he fell out of graces with the Atlanta Falcons, he's going to do good things for the Cowboys because it's another guy. It's like Vic Fangio, you know, might might end up going back to being a DC somewhere, but you know, Dan Quinn is a very good defensive coordinator. So we'll see what the Cowboys can do. So it was a very positive draft. Ray, do you have a comment on the Dallas Cowboys draft? Just for Dan Quinn though. I, I just felt like it would be,
4: I would say there's about a 28 to three, chance that he'll be a great defensive coordinator down and, and, and
2: not down, nice. So it's
3: not nice <laughs> <laughs> wait i just do want to say what i was impressed by with the cowboys drafting him is that it was an, yet another example of a team and i think there's been with teams we've already talked about teams we yet to talk about of teams actually drafting the thing that they really needed to draft and it, like sometimes like bobby said at the start of the show sometimes you're like man that was a boneheaded decision i feel like that happens all the time in the nfl yeah. And I really feel like I understand why Bobby thought they were going to screw up their draft, but they drafted defense and they needed to draft defense. That was like a no brainer across the entire country. Same thing with the bears. You know, they drafted what they needed and I still thought that they were going to screw it up. So yeah, I thought it was a good draft just from that perspective. Like not
2: don't screw it up. It's like, don't screw it up draft picking, you know? So wait, before you last thing, last thing, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Last thing before you go, that, that is definitely what I expected out of the boys. DK, you're right. Is for them to screw this up. But for the first time ever, the Cowboys actually did exactly what we wanted them to do. We've been talking defense for years and years and years. And they kept giving us offense, offensive line, wide receivers, just churning out this offense. And that's why we ended up giving up 65 points a game. (laughs) We finally did it. They finally did it. They finally did it. We they got did draft
1: Sean Lee. They did draft Leighton Vander Esch, and they did draft Stefan Diggs' brother.
2: Great. So the only go. good oh, defensive man. players they've drafted are ones with crazy injury history. Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch.
1: All right, and that'll do it for the Dallas Cowboy hour here on the. No, actually, you know what? I think the I think the Bears hour was longer. So I was going to say I the Bears was definitely it. longer. Yeah, well, the Cowboys <laughs> didn't draft Justin Fields. Right. All right, so on to the New England Patriots who drafted a quarterback in the first round for the first time since 1993. Very exciting, which was pre-craft, if you can believe that. So the New England Patriots make eight selections in the draft. They ended up trading into the third round, but they originally only had six coming into this year, and then they made some trades, and we all know why they only had six. That They did something involving some quarterback. I. Anyway, so the New England Patriots in the 5th with the 15th overall pick take Alabama quarterback Mac Jones. Mike, I'm going to start with you because we we talked about this a lot leading into this and I I think as you watched him drop, you got angrier and angrier and angrier that the 49ers didn't take him at 3. And I don't know if you and I have both talked ourselves into Mac Jones yet. I think I'm a little bit closer than you are as we you loved it. Oh yeah, I'm in on well, I didn't love it. Immediately, but I do now. You guys are going to um, get there. I've seen you talk
2: yourselves into a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong. Uh, all
1: right. So, anyway, so Mac Jones, Mike, you threw in a, a bunch of numbers here re- regarding Mac Jones. It was very difficult for Mac Jones to be bad at Alabama. We just talked about that, right? Right, Dave? And Ray, you and I have talked about SEC quarterbacks, how they stink when they get to the NFL. So, Mike, read us through uh, Mac Jones and what he did with two of the best wide receivers in college football.
0: Yeah, so this is why I'm irritated by this pick, right? So he had a great year last year. No doubt about it. In a year where where Alabama only played SEC opponents, I get that too. But also in a year where SEC defenders opted out, that he was not playing against the best anymore, right? So... 4,500 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, four picks. I get it. I'm pretty certain that every single one of us could account for 28 to 35 touchdowns with Devontae Smith and Waddle to throw to. But I'm still not sold on this, man. I I think that – I think Bill wanted him the entire time. He was never going to move for him. And, great, he he got his guy. But if he starts this year at any point in time – it's because things are going really bad. It's because the quarterback room that now has Jared Stidham and Cam Newton in it are that bad. So it's almost if we want Mac Jones to do well in the NFL, I think he should sit for a year. I think he's probably yeah. I've heard that he's one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks in the draft. Great. He's not throwing to Smith and Waddle. He'll be throwing to well. I guess Hunter Henry and and John New Smith are pretty good. I'll, I'll give him that. But I don't love this pick. I've never been so mad at Bill doing what I've been asking him to do for the last five years. Like I, I begged him to take a quarterback in the first round for the last three months, and then he did. I'm still pissed off. Well,
1: you knew three of them were going to be gone, and it's interesting. It's I'm glad you brought up the point where the people have said that he's the most pro-ready quarterback on a certain radio program on a certain uh, radio station this afternoon. Current Texas. University of Texas head coach, and for the last two years, the Alabama offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, was on the radio and said those exact words, that he's ready to go, and gave examples as to why he's ready to go that went beyond his 2020 season, which was basically sitting behind the guys that he did for three years and studying and putting in the time and seeing those guys get ready, and then he steps in. You know, we sit here and we talk about what did people think when Tom Brady was taken, and he had this doughy body, and they they talk about that stuff. But the, here's the difference: 184 picks. So this is where I'm with Mike.
0: To your point, Joe. Not to cut you off, but like what you said, I, I can't. I cannot let it pass. Like he, he he sat behind and he learned from the two his two predecessors. Jalen Hurts and two – I'm sorry, but we just spent half hours of the show talking about how Jalen Hurts is not the, it's not the guy. Now we want our guy studying behind him. I disagree with that, though. I think he is. This was – this. I guess it was the best pick they could have made. I'm just – it's unfortunate that they did not do what they should have done and move up four picks for the guy.
1: Would you have taken – would you have liked to see them move back and take Kyle Trask over Mac Jones? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you want the guy that was throwing to Kyle Pitts in the SEC
0: East. Throwing to John Newsmith and Hunter Henry? Yes. Yeah, all day. Twice on Sunday.
2: Can I just give the the outside perspective of why I think it was a great pick, Mike?
1: You know, you don't need to come into this all shy. We're not going to attack. So, no,
2: I know. I know. I'm just, well, like, yeah, because that's never happened before. (laughs) So. uh, I I um, still might. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so this he fits Brady's system the most. That's
1: but it's not Brady's
2: system. Or no. not Brady's system. He fits the Brady prototype type the most out of everyone. I, I promise. I I also think I don't know if someone said it earlier that Bill was the one dropping these Mac Jones things. Cause I think that's the guy he wanted from day one. He looked at Mac Jones and was like, that's the guy. Bring me him. The footwork is impeccable, man. I wasn't I to an interview. He was a tennis player growing up. Same thing with Drew Brees. Like, it's all about their footwork. That's why he, in the pocket, looks a lot like Brady. Like, he has that pocket presence. Also, it's such a Belichick move to be able to get this guy. Everyone wants him to trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up. Belichick's like, bro, I'm not trading up. Do you see what's happening? It's like not calling a timeout on the one-yard line against the Seahawks. Everyone's like, time timeout, timeout. He's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Kind of feel like something fucked up's about to happen. And it happened, and you guys ended up getting your guy for nothing. You look at what the, but you look at what the Bears did. They gave up a first round pick and a fourth round pick, and they got their guy. The Patriots got their guy for nothing. They got to keep the rest of their picks.
1: They got it for a seven and nine disappointing season.
0: Yeah. my problem is with the talent evaluation, right? If that was their guy all along, and they just waited for him, sure. But again, like kudos to him for actually doing what I. I was surprised. I didn't think he was going to do. I did not expect Belichick to draft a, a quarterback in the first round. I think you know Ray, you're you're ready to go, but I was talking to you for all week. I'm like, he's trading out. This he's trading off for two twos or something, and then he did it. He did what I did not think he would do. So kudos to him.
4: Yeah, I mean, we listen. We all were shocked. Like if anyone says they thought he was drafting a quarterback. Like you're lying. <laughs> like just still, he was like, like you, you are an absolute liar. All cap like that 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 is bull. You did not think he was gonna draft the quarterback. Now, if he did, I mean, hell, he might have messed around and draft of Sam Ellinger out of Texas <laughs> at 15. That, and that, be like, that, yeah, like that that would have been that have been a belly six type move, you know. Which I might have gone gone in the Uber or do something, go right into Foxborough with the leading the pitchfork if he had did some shit like that. that'd have been ridiculous. But I'm not in love with the Mac Jones pick either. I do think he's gonna be decent in time, but you know, I was one of those guys for a long time, Dave. Like, I felt like if you went to a certain school and you were historically, you know, historically at that position just wasn't good. Like, I just felt like the college system was great for that team. Like something like Oregon too. You know, Mariota, some other guys came. That's why I didn't think Herbert was going to be good, but we saw Herbert come out here last year and, and and dominate. So I'm learning that you have to draft the you have to draft the talent, not the school that they went to. You, okay. you have to you have, yeah. So you have to go to that. So listen. Competition or not, Mike. Forty touchdowns to four picks. I, I mean, damn! Like,
1: like that. That's that's a hell of a stat two line. Two
0: top ten wide receivers, though.
1: Yeah, but he's still and he's still playing in the SEC. So even their backups. And also to to,
4: to, to throw for seventy seven percent of his passes. When we saw a guy that was throwing stuff into the dirt, listen, that's already an upgrade.
3: Already, I agree. I agree because I was going to say that. I don't think you guys could have possibly gotten any worse. Like, and also, he's going to start too. Like, there's all this bullshit no. about, like, oh, well, not, Cam, not not right away.
4: Not right away. He's he talking, should oh, start yeah. right away. He, he should no, start. He, no, right no, what he should, what was, what should happen, what well, will happen, two different things. Like, what should, should he start? Sure. But he, he won't. Like, Cam, Cam, Bill.
3: Cam did nothing.
4: Cam, Cam, Cam is the latest Osho Senko. Bill for some reason loves him. This is it's not it's not. you know Joe Cinco. loves. He, lo- he, lo- he loves. He got
1: booted out of here in week in year two. Cam Cam Newton. Cam, Cam works really hard. Cam Newton is making backup right. money for a reason. He made backup money last year in a COVID year, and he's making backup money this year, making six to $14 million because it's all incentive laden because the guaranteed contract for the 15th overall pick is higher than what Cam Newton is making. And for Bill Belichick to sit more money on the bench. I mean, let's not talk about Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl because that's one game, but there's no way that Bill Belichick sits the money on, on the bench, Mac Jones starts week one. I mean, listen,
4: I I want you to be right. Like, I want you guys to be ready right to say that he started. But I just, I don't see, to, to me, I don't see a scenario where it, where it happens unless Cam, something happens to Cam in a preseason. Like, I, I just, I don't foresee that. I think that he's he's going to ride with the veteran. And then you know if Cam's play go south, which is definitely something that can happen, we'll see Mac Jones come in. I just hope it's go because farther I, 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 south
3: than it already has. No, I
4: mean it, 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 it can though. Honestly, it can. Because I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, Mike brought it up to, to to add to his argument a few episodes back. He still had twenty total touchdowns, which I mean, I, to me, it's like whatever. But it's just like that—that still was the case.
1: I, oh, I on just the think- ground because you couldn't throw the ball.
4: Right. Ex- exactly. So it's just like, you know, you, you had a 6'5", 250 pound, you know, fullback, so to speak. But, you know, I mean, listen, you, you added more weapons on the outside. You got guys. His best years was with Greg Olson being the number one guy. He ha- he essentially has two Greg Olsons in there. So you could see a bit of a resurgence, and I think that's what they may be betting on. My God, I'm praying that's what the case is. But if not, fine. You get a guy that can complete his passes and just dink and dunk down the field, and hey, so so be it. He's gonna get the. He's gonna. He's not gonna actually throw a guy open, meaning Mac Jones. But you can rest assured, it's
2: gonna be on the button. I don't mean to generalize this, head, you guys. Only Boston and Patriots fans. It's just. It's crazy to me. That it's funny, actually, not crazy, because I would have done it, too, if I I guess I was a Patriots fan. You guys beg for this quarterback to be taken. And for years, I've been hearing, like, you know, we can't draft. Bill never does anything. He never does anything smart. He never gets to the quarterback. He never does it. And then he finally takes him.
0: Okay, well, a couple things there. He drafted a quarterback from his guy, right? So he didn't move outside of his comfort zone. That's number one. And number two, what again, what you're talking about with Mac Jones, he had, again, one great year. One, not three, not two, one. And it was in a down, I guess, a down year for the, for the SEC. I just think we're all just missing the genius of what he did,
1: right? We're missing the point.
0: Yeah, we, we all talked. We all talked about that if Bill went went south, you know, uh, this year if it was not good, that his his job would be at stake. We all talked about that. That's not the case anymore. He can now lose with Cam because he has his backup in place.
1: Do you think that this pick and this was something that I was thinking of when the Ernie Adams news came out after the draft that he's done after the twenty twenty one season he's retiring from the position that we don't know what that he holds. There, there's been talk that there's more involvement in the room with other personnel, whether it's Dave Ziegler, whether it's Josh McDaniels, Steve Belichick, they drafted one guy who the only person on the Patriots coaching staff, and I can't remember which guy it is. The only person on the Patriots coaching staff they talked to was Steve Belichick, which I think is a big problem. But my, my question on Mac Jones is, do you think that when they made it sound like Belichick wasn't necessarily sold on taking Jones, that this is a McDaniels pick more than it is a Belichick pick. Obviously Belichick makes the final call.
0: It's a Bill pick because it's a Saban guy. That's it. And like if if Mac Jones had the year that he had at BYU or at Mizzou, right, he's not drafting him. But because he has uh Saban in his ear and he trusts Nick Saban, he'll take him. I don't know why you would trust a
1: failed NFL co- head coach, but I'm I'm agreeing with you on that. So it doesn't well, make him a bad value.
2: Alabama's just an absolute <laughs> wagon. All right, if 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 he, I would if, trust Nick if, Saban about football. If my players, coach, <laughs> if if Mac McCarthy was like, you know what, Nick Saban's my best friend, and I want any guy that he's coached because listen, he coaches ballers. There's a reason there was ten picks in the first two rounds. So if you want to go get all Nick Saban's guys. Go get him. He knows winners, man. Saban, Belichick, they're both champions. I I just—I would like to just
3: say, you know, on the Patriots, I think Bobby's very salient point at the the beginning got lost in the fold of your guys' fucking fan psychosis, which I also have it, so it's fine. But I think the system matchup, like the way he fits in your head already in the Patriots system, it's like... You saw that system work game one last season with Cam Newton in there when Cam Newton wasn't playing like he was dragging around a fucking sack of potatoes. And I think when you get a guy who can accomplish, I think their thinking is if we have a guy that can accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, we'll look good. But we didn't have that last season. And I think that's why Cam Newton fit is sitting in game one of the, you know, a lot can happen from, from now until then, you know, like preseason, like injuries, a lot can happen, but I think that Cam Newton does not start the season. We'll see relatively quickly, but I think it's because, you know, if they believed in Cam, they wouldn't have gotten this guy. And I think it's they saw the potential for him to to for the system to work with a guy who fits the system, and this dude fits the system so perfectly.
2: Right. It's just the upside doesn't have to be that high for you guys to be successful with. Right. Matches. That's what I mean. Yeah, it, he doesn't need to be Justin Fields. That's why they got him instead. Right. He, it, dude. It's so you think back. I don't know what if I Patriots believe it, that's doing. true. I just know that Bill Belichick but, but believes that's true. But you think about the system they're about to implement—that two tight end set. Brady wasn't Brady when they had that two-tight end set and they were very successful with it. He was throwing 20 touchdowns and 12 picks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's a system that you can have a game manager and still succeed. I don't know if it would be the same in today's NFL if it was then.
1: So Bobby, are you saying that Mac Jones is greater than or equal to Tom Brady? I, I, I think, think he's saying he that you is, didn't need Tom I think Brady. He's the best. Oh, I was really hoping he said right.
2: yes. He's more of a He's like, you know, when you don't have that last puzzle piece, but you find one that kind of fits the same so you can fit it in there. And it's like, well, all right, it's done. No, nope, I, I don't, don't do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's called fucking up the puzzle. <laughs> what, what classes were you in? He's like, you know, the way you just use the scissors and you cut pieces so it fits. The picture doesn't have to look like the picture.
2: It, I just feel like he's the best comp for Brady that ha- I've seen in a system or coming out of college in a while.
3: To Bobby To Bobby's point, to Bobby's point, I just want to say this because I do believe that this is true. I don't necessarily think I really I don't necessarily think that the Like the system, I I think that Bill Belichick believes this is true. I don't know if I believe that it's true. And I think that Bill Belichick basically thinks that he didn't need Tom Brady for the amount of success that he had. And I think he thinks that his system was more important than Tom. And I think he still thinks that even though Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, he had a lot of weapons. Bill was left with like not a lot because the Patriots don't lose enough to have a lot of high draft picks, you know? So he had to rebuild. So he went out and he spent money and he... This is the value that he puts at the quarterback position, that you just have to accept that. And it's the highest value he was ever going to put at the quarterback position. Yes, he had Tom Brady. He doesn't believe, I don't think, in his heart of hearts, that Tom Brady is responsible for his success. I think he believes he's responsible for for his success. And I think that this is the highest you could have possibly hoped for as far as value he was going to put on that position. So you should be happy.
4: That's fair, and I like I think it's been it's very easy for media pundits and you know obviously even us alike to make the comparisons to Brady because of obviously just how he looks physically. I honestly think that this is really Jimmy G. He got Jimmy G. This time around, second time around, and he said, "I got a younger Jimmy G." You know he's the same number, number ten. He's someone that's not. He's he's going to win me some games, but he won't lose it. And that's what he's going to be. So Jimmy G, we saw in this offense when he started in 2016, they went on that they went on that little run before before Brady had come back after the suspension. I think he's Jimmy G. He's someone that's going to you know. But that's good though. You
3: guys spent so much time talking about how you be. Oh yeah, no, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying.
4: So I, I think he would have. They would have brought back Jimmy G had Jimmy G one been healthier, but also two been at the been at the money that they wanted. Right now, you got control of Mac Jones for the next four or five years. Yes. You don't have to pay him till he's age his age twenty seven, twenty eight season, which is what Bill wants to do. He wants to have that control of a player. Uh so to me it's really Jimmy G. It's not it's not Tom that we need to compare him to. It's Jimmy G.
1: So so the New England Patriots then trade up with Cincinnati to get Christian Barmore, a defensive tackle out of Alabama. So another Saban guy. Then they go out and get a defensive end, Ronnie Perkins at 96, compensatory pick out of Oklahoma. This one was interesting at 120 in the fourth round, Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. But as we found out when the, the day that we're recording this, May 3rd, that the Patriots did not pick up the option. On Sony Michelle, so they needed another mediocre running back, so they went and got Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, whoa.
2: He went into the fourth whoa, round whoa, instead whoa. of the first. Whoa. Yeah, he, he, right. Sony, well, yeah, he was very round mediocre. Yeah, Sony's Sony extremely mediocre. mediocre. Missed
4: a 3.4? I, I, to me, well, I mean, sorry, since, since Joe made that comment, I had to respond. Stevenson looks like another LeGarrette Blunt, honestly. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, so, you're, <laughs> so, so you're offended <laughs> calling Stevenson mediocre. Not yeah, i like, yeah, no, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle's <laughs> right, a joke. Right, good, hey, good.
1: just like Mike with Mac Jones, prove it. I mean, watch the tape. You saw, I can, oh, I can watch the tape. tape, but I can watch the tape of Mac Jones at Alabama, and Mike's not going to believe that either.
4: So, show me that that's that's because Mike wanted he wanted Justin Fields. I, I don't that, that's I wanted that's Mike. justin
1: Fields and Trey Lance over Mac Jones, too. But I mean, I didn't know who Ramondre Stevenson was until well, I mean, we, as a Gators fan,
4: I did because he
1: dominated us in the Cotton Bowl.
4: <laughs> so, I, I so I'm like, I, I, I did see that now. I just didn't remember his name, but I do remember him running um, over and giving me nightmares uh, shortly after. So, I do remember that he catches well. He runs right, he's six feet and he's 240. That, yeah, that, that, that's a, That's it. He's a, that's he's that's a man. Exact- that is a prototypical
1: Patriots running, running back. back that they yeah. Need.
4: So if he's LeGarrette like Blount, then hey, that it's, it's ball game, baby. Like we got us one. So I was more excited about the third and fourth round than I was with the first two picks. Like
1: yeah, Ronnie Perkins Perkins, was Perkins a
4: good pick. and Perkins and Stevenson. Like tch, like I say, he doesn't go too often into Oklahoma, but those two guys. Like I said, Perkins gets around that edge really well, and like I said, he's 6'3", about two fifty. You know, maybe that's another Jamie Collins type guy.
2: Like I'm here for it, honestly. And I, yo, I, I Barmore's 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 a beast.
0: Up to
4: Yeah. Guys. Yeah. It's he, more like
0: he's, he's a pure Seymour, Jarvis Green
4: type guy. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Real quick, Joe, I just want to point out that in his two years, Stevenson, uh, 165 attempts for almost 1,200 yards, average seven yards a carry, Yep, and, and 13 touchdowns. I mean, Beast. that's, that's Beast. what you need. That's, you that, need that. that's what you need. Sure. Let's see. It. And, and,
1: and he stays healthy. That's the key. They got um, Damian Harris, James uh, White is back, Ramondra Stevenson, so hopefully it works out for Mac Jones. Uh, Honestly, I think it's, personally, I
3: know you guys have a, a bad taste in your mouth from the mm-hmm. season last season, but I, and I know you're used to Bill Belichick, and I know especially you, Mike, because you fucking hate him as a GM, <laughs> but I know you're used to him having kind of mediocre drafts and mediocre off-seasons in general, but I think this is a really good off-season for you guys. Yes. Like, I really, you yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah. guys have had an awesome oh, season, and it's like... <laughs> You know, no, they've so done everything we've move.
1: they've done everything that we've wanted them to do, right? Mike, even drafting Mac Jones, they've done everything we've wanted them to do, at least for the last two years, with, with Brady having having been on the way out the door and now out the door. And then with everything that they did throughout Brady's tenure this is still very different than what they have ever. They This never would have happened in the Brady tenure. Even if he went back and did his entire career in New England over again and they had a chance to do it differently, nothing would have gone differently and they would have still gone the same way and probably still won six Super Bowls. But now we we need to restart that, right? And same thing with the Bears and same thing with the Cowboys. Cowboys need to revamp that defense. The Bears need to revamp their entire team. The Patriots, uh, not the entire team, but you know what I mean, Dave, when I say that. They have weak spots on both sides of the ball and the, the head coach needs to figure it out as you so eloquently pointed out so hopefully all of them can do this so and as we're in here i guess it's not breaking news but bobby i guess leighton van Esch coming from uh, a is going to get cut which okay bring him to new england yeah so for, for real <laughs> i
2: I, yeah. I really like him, Listen, he's I, 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 him. I like him. i like him too but that neck man he's a linebacker you can't have that's why like i loved the Van Der Esch pick when it happened. I love the Jalen pick. That's why I like Marker better than those two because both those guys are just such big risks. And LVE has very bad neck problems. He's one hit away from being out of the league. So I'm not I'm not surprised by that at all.
1: So we've gone through the top 10 picks in the draft. We've dabbled past that. We've looked at the Bears. We've looked at the Cowboys and the Patriots. So for those of you that are New England, Chicago, and Dallas fans, we've given you everything you want to hear heading into uh the summer and mini camp and and getting into the preseason because as we come into may we really are only 3 months away from preseason football to, to the week pretty much so you know wh- while there's baseball basketball and hockey going on i think with the nfl draft the nfl does a hell of a job at marketing themselves uh, and putting themselves in a right in the right place to uh, be loved and hated, so that people continue to watch. So that is our review of the 2021 NFL Draft. I think uh, we can put the preview down in the show notes below, along with the Anthony Trish interview is down in the show notes below, so that you guys can hear where we were before the draft and compare notes. For the Bears fan, the Bears contingency in Los Angeles for DK Sizzle, the Dallas contingency in upstate New York with Bob Kelly, and the Patriots contingency, Rayshon Buchanan, Mike Marcangelo, REP Craig D'Alessandro, I am your host, Joe Malkin. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Missing the Point. Electric acid. Electric, Ast. Electric Ast.